Hi, this is Ken Fallon, and this is a very, uh, is a very different episode of Hacker Public Radio. Tonight, instead of talking about uh, modems for the Linux Professional Institute certification exam, I'm going to instead talk about uh, another topic, uh, largely because I don't want to talk about modems, because I hate the things. I hated them under uh, HP UX, I hated them under Novell, I hated them under OS2 Warp, I hated them under Windows, I hated them under Linux. So I'm not a big fan of modems per se. So if there is anyone out there who is a big fan of modems and wants to do the LPI certification uh, exam section on modems, please, please, please feel free to do one. You have my blessing. And indeed, if you want to do any other topics, feel free feel free to do so. I'm recording this on a crappy MP3 player, largely because I've got a whole go of stuff in my head and I want to get it down. It might come out as an episode, and if it does, I truly apologise for the crappy audio. But I hope you forgive me. Okay, the topic I want to talk to you about tonight, as I walk home from the swimming pool, is uh, about job seeking, uh, not so much job seeking as the interview process, what you can expect when you're uh, going to an interview, what you should and shouldn't do. So first of all, let's assume that you've gotten a job, uh, or you've gotten an interview for a position. Now what normally happens is uh, companies will get a free space for a position and they'll have a budget uh, in their head. Now the reason I know this is I've been on both sides of the interview desk and have hired several people, been on the interview technical interview board where with several people who have been hired so I have a fair idea of what's going on, on both sides of the desk. This applies to my experience and may your mileage may vary as they say, may be different in uh, other countries. Anyway, in my experience, this is Western Europe, European experience, what tends to happen is uh, I at least will go to somewhere like uh, Monsterboard, look for, type in something like Linux for instance, type in my uh, location and select how far away I want to uh, I want to be. And What's kind of handy with Monsterboard is they do an RSS feed, so you can put that into your feed reader and every day you get a list of new available positions. Now, this is something that probably everybody should do anyway, because uh, I'm walking past people here and getting very strange looks, but anyway, this is something that you should do anyway uh, to keep yourself up to speed with what's going on in the market, what the going away for your position is, what potential employers are looking for so it'll keep in you uh, your eye open for what sort of training you should be doing what direction you want to take your career in so if you see a lot of uh, yeah, I don't know, companies looking for uh, Microsoft Exchange for instance uh, you might and you think that's something you'd like to do you might be able to get your employer to send you off on a Microsoft Exchange course or uh, get the MSTN CDs and have a play with it okay so, what will typically happen up on the monster board, or one of these employment so job seekers or whatever, 
is the uh, the company will have farmed out the job application to a employment agency and the employment agency's job is to sit there and basically weed through the crap uh, and they will be getting somewhere between 10 and 20 percent of your first year's salary so whatever your salary is in the first year they will be getting 10 or 20 percent of that now you don't have to pay that generally they your employer will so this is from the point of view of an employer hiring a person is extremely expensive uh, the general trend in every company I've worked for recently has been to try and lower the number of FTEs, which is full-time employees, as much as they can. So you got to bear in mind that um, when they do get a budget for to hire somebody, they really want to make sure that they're hiring the best person. Not just technically, but they don't want to uh, hire a complete asshole who's going to come in and disrupt their team. They're looking for somebody who will fit into their organization. Now they've got one chance uh, at the stick, especially over here in Europe, where employment, uh, you can't just fire somebody. Oh, you have to have reasons, three formal reasons in writing, and then the union gets involved, and blah, blah, blah. It's very, very difficult to get rid of people over here. So it's equally difficult to, um, it's equally difficult to uh, convince your employer, uh, your potential employer, that you're the right person for the job. And you've got to understand from their point of view, they don't, uh, you know, what they've got at stake. Also, whatever you get in salary, uh, whatever you earn, they will be paying double that. The, the general rule of thumb is whatever you earn uh, in health benefits, in uh, pay-related social insurance, and all the rest of it, and pensions, and all that other good stuff is about double what you're getting. So it can get extremely expensive hiring full-time employees, which is why the whole trend of outsourcing looks very good, on paper at least. Anyway, so you're going through Monsterboard, you're going through your feed reader, and you see uh, a nice position that you'd want to apply for. So the first thing you should do is have a good CV. Uh, your CV, there was a general rule, uh, it, you, the, the structure of your CV, uh, a CV for Americans is a resume. Your structure of your curriculum vitae or a resume varies from country to country. And you should do your, your, I'll call it a CV, okay? You should do your CV to the style of the country that you're in. There was a school of thought that it should only be two pages long, but I think it should be as long as it needs to be. I've seen some very, very short uh, CVs, which tends to be the... Uh, thing in the states keep it short and I've seen uh, applications that have gone to 18 pages or so um, and you've got to realize that uh, uh, what the main thing about when you're doing your curriculum vitae is to have a story and when you're doing the interview as well the thing to do have is a story you have education you have training you progressed into a job that was probably fairly crappy. You got more training there. You got more experience. You moved on. And you moved on to the next thing. And the reason you and there, there should also in your head for the interview reasons why you moved on to the next thing. Okay. So you've got your education in the in there. 
uh, and you've got your work experience in there you've got some courses in there now what's very good for the search engines and stuff is that if you put in very hot topics if you're looking down the list of jobs and monster board or whatever and you see uh, they're looking for somebody with TCP IP experience and somebody with DNS and somebody with uh, whatever so you look for the buzzwords and you make sure that they are in your CV and that will help the search engines uh, when they're when the employment agencies have your CV on file they'll go down there and search for those and your CV will come up okay so you the next thing that will happen is you apply for the job and your cover letter you'll say I saw your interesting job the subject should be the title of the job ideally with the with the job number so that they have a reference to it and then it's uh, dear whoever it was and yeah I'm walking in the middle of the heat here um, you should reference the job uh, by name you should then clean oven um, you should reference the job by name you should say uh, dear sir I read the application for I saw the advertisement for this position wherever you saw it um, so that they know who to pay because they have to pay these boards or whatever um, uh, very interested in the position I uh, think I'm ideally suited and very shortly why you're ideally suited to the position um, if you would like to contact me about this um, please find my CV attached and contact me on the following number make sure you have the number uh, in the body of the email so that if your CV gets lost that they'll be able to contact you again okay so then if your uh, resume looks okay or CV looks okay what well, chances are they're probably going to call you and they're going to give you a little bit of a uh, they're going to walk through your CV and they're going to ask you where you want to work where you wouldn't want to work um, the reason you're leaving your current job and all these sort of things that you will typically be asked in an interview so I'll get to that in a minute okay so then they will say oh I have this wonderful client who wants to blah 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 and you now think okay uh, apply for that job so they go and they will ring up the company and they'll say we've got this fantastic person and then um, uh, with any luck, you'll get a uh, call for a first interview. Now, we'll get into the meat of this show. The first interview, it's sort of important to know a little bit about the company um, and what sort of dress uh, you should do, if it, you should have on. Uh, you can never be too far wrong with uh, visual business casual. Usually, uh, uh, slacks, a pair of no runners uh, or trainers or whatever you call them proper shoes uh, a pair of slacks a shirt and a tie uh, probably don't need a jacket but a coat or something you need to be presentable and uh, not too presentable whatever if you've got a, a ponytail well combed hair take a bath uh, make sure uh, aftershave or perfume not too strong if you've got any uh, uh, jewellery or piercings or whatever I would say leave them in 
uh, try and tone it down as much as you can to studs but um, you don't want to lose your personality either in this if you're if you're going to a position and for a lot of IT positions it doesn't actually matter what you look like they uh, seem to be very flexible however if you want to look that you put a bit of effort into uh, into coming out for the day um, also try not to have any distinguishing marks or you know jewelry or you know like big watches or uh, you know uh, I don't know funny hats or things because the only thing no matter how good your uh, CV is after that interview all that they will remember is oh there's the guy with the funny hat or there's the guy with the big watch okay so uh, try and yeah be presentable make sure you know where the interview is make sure I'll repeat that again you know where it is you know how to get there if you know how to get there and how long it's going to take allow at least a minimum of 45 minutes beforehand to get into the area into the neighborhood also bring the address the name of the contact person and the phone number of the person that you're going to be uh, having the interview with and if you went to an agency you also will need the phone number and name and an agency name of the person who arranged the interview for you um, the reason you need all this is if you are delayed and you know you're going to be delayed you ring up the you ring up the company and you talk to the person if that's possible and you tell them uh, I'm sorry there's a there's a whatever reason for the delay I'm delayed uh, I'll understand it if you want to postpone the interview but I will be you know 15 minutes late or whatever okay so say you arrive there you should not enter the building uh, you, you know try and go have a coffee go walk past the building make sure you know where it is go have a coffee or tea or something um, if you need a smoke try and smoke uh, before so you're not stinking of smoke going into the interview leave enough time between your last smoke before you go into the interview you should go in to the interview 15 minutes before uh, you're due to go in so if the interview is at 2 2.30 you should be there at 2.15 you go up to reception and say I'm here to see whoever you're here to see they'll take a coat and they'll make you sit for a while you will have to wait there 15 minutes now what I like to do in those 15 minutes is look around and case the company out uh, have a look at the chairs uh, you get a good feel for what the, the company is and at the end of the day this is going to be a company that you're going to be working for for at least two to five years you don't want to leave a company it looks suspicious if you leave a company before two years unless you've got a very good reason unless you're working contract I'm talking about permanent positions here now if you're working in a position longer than five years you're heading into the oh he was very stale um, you're too long in the position is never good too it's okay if you move from one department to another department to another department but if it gets into sort of 10-15 years uh, you need to have a good story backing up why you stayed and how you uh, kept yourself refreshed in those positions okay they will offer you a cup of tea or coffee that's fine you can accept those there's no problem um, 
you might also want to avail of the uh, the toilet before you go into the interview anyway wash your hands the person so you're out there in reception or wherever and then the person who's going to interview will come you'll stand up and you give them a firm handshake not too hard not too soft practice on a friend steady handshake not with wet uh, hands sort of rub your hand on your clothes as you're going off if your hands are sweaty or have a have a uh, if you're having a cup of tea have a tissue in your hand and just make sure your hand isn't clammy um then they will bring you to an interview room and now you think they're all out to get me or whatever but what you have to think of is these people have been are in the middle of doing their work and their agenda has come up pop i have this interview okay we have to drop everything we have to go out and check out this person so you stand there you if if your coat is already at reception you stand there and you wait for them to do whatever they need to do you do not sit down until you're offered a chair and then you sit down try not to fidget get comfortable in the chair be relaxed they will probably also offer you a coffee that's uh, fine as well because you're now going to be talking for an hour or so so you need something to drink okay the interview will start and they will typically introduce themselves I'm Joe Blog and I'm John Doe and this company is whatever and the position is this usually they won't go too far into what the position is so much because they're uh, they sort of want to suss you out and they don't want to give you any clues as to what the position is going to be about. So they'll start off usually with, tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, more than likely, the second person that's there, uh, the first person who's leading the interview, will have read the CVs because he or she will have gone down through the uh, CVs um, during the the selection period and uh, a friend of mine who was uh, very long in the industry once told me that uh, when times were tough they had a job opening and there was over 800 applications for the position and what he did was he took the pile of 800 applications and he took the top half and threw it in the bin and when my friend says what are you doing he said well you don't want somebody working for the company that's unlucky do you so <laughs> so the selection the selection might be for any reason you, you you just don't know but anyway you're in the door you got your foot in the door and now what you got to do is sell yourself what that means is you don't tell any lies absolutely not tell no lies however omitting the truth omitting turning a different light and certain things might be in your uh, in your benefit so say I uh, will come to that in a minute so uh, be honest if they ask you well let's start off with uh, the first thing that they will ask you is can you go through your CV now you will you will go through your CV and uh, what I tend to do is do my education first I started as a mechanical engineer and then I was uh, I got bit by the computer bug, yada, yada, yada. Give them a story. And then I went off to work for my first job in wherever. Now, you have to look at them and see whether they're kind of 
okay with you continuing on or whether they want to ask you some questions about your education so uh, if they're okay with you going on you will go then and I was there and now here's the thing when you're looking at your CV you got to have a story your whole life was leading up to this job to the job that they have God in her many forms has destined for you to uh, to have so even at your first job you're flipping burgers in McDonald's you notice that they uh, the cash register was whatever and you worked yourself up and it was good experience because I was working uh, with people and I learned a lot about uh, management and how uh, timekeeping and best foot forward and you know f- uh, frustrated employees came in and that helped me later when I was working on the help desk in my second job so now you have and then you stop talking there and you give them the bridge to get off your uncomfortable first job onto your second job and then your second job you give a little uh, two minutes little spiel about your second job and then you have again and that's why I went to uh, you know I realized there that I was very good at this and I wanted the opportunity to whatever now you might you stop there because they may want to ask you questions about particular jobs and if they do you answer them and and as best you can Uh, try not to be negative about the company it reflects very badly on you because someday you will be leaving their company and you don't want them back you don't want somebody backstabbing you or your boss so you say uh, you know I realized that uh, you know they were better suited having somebody who was uh, less experienced than me or um, they were quite happy to you know see me go on or what I offer to my next position but be nice about the company and say you yeah I finished off working with them and and I'm still in contact and all the rest of it so where are we now they so you will continue on through your CV and the question will come up why do you want to leave your current job and it's okay to have a reason it's uh, uh, you probably better have a a reason Um, some of the reasons I've used in the past is I've met uh, uh, yeah I got married and I've just moved over to this country I love your country um, so that's one uh, another one is the uh, company has decided to change the focus of their business and uh, you know I you know I will be fine in the company but they I want to leave on my own terms and I have discussed this with my with my boss and whoever and they're happy with my decision okay but here's the thing um, you might not always be uh, happy to to your boss might not be happy with you leaving so you it is also okay to say um, yeah I feel you know I I saw I wasn't actually thinking of leaving until I saw your application and it seems uh, so suited to me I felt it was too good an opportunity to pass up you know how you know how can anybody refuse your job if you're uh, if your brown knows in that much okay so now comes to the the part they're sitting the other side and thinking this guy could be uh, 
this guy could be good or he may just have listened to a podcast to figure out how to be good and what they'll what they'll now do is try and see if what you said on your CV actually matches and this is where dude number two comes in uh, typically oh by the way you may have a HR person there as well I actually won't especially for uh, I had an interview one time with a with a semi-state body where there was actually 13 people count them 13 people in the room interviewing um, it was nuts they had somebody from the union there there's somebody from the from management somebody from headquarters somebody from the canteen honestly anyway so be prepared for that sort of thing don't let it throw you also um, try and find out the gender of the people who are coming the cultural background if you can ask your recruiter that you know so you are prepared for uh, I know when I was interviewing with my boss uh, when we were interviewing together candidates uh, some of the interviewees coming in were just shocked that she was uh, that she was a woman and uh, completely through their interview and yeah you, you just can't hire somebody like that okay moving on uh, where were you now we get down to the do you know your stuff questions they the whole point of this section is to find out what your limits are and they will start off something easy questions get sequentially harder and harder and harder until um, you get to a point where um, where you don't know the answer and the correct answer to that question is sorry I don't actually know that but I'm guessing it might be and give a good um, guess as to what the answer might be and also give your reasoning as to why it might be so if they're asking I don't know about uh, uh, a good example I can't think of a good example now. if they're asking uh, about how to flip burgers in McDonald's uh, well I've never actually flipped burgers but I've seen people do it and I think this is how long it should be done because for the other guy across it's important for them to know that if they give you if you're given a task uh, outside the CV and outside the interview arena so you come to work for them and you may have written on your CV that you can do this and they uh, they assume a level of knowledge that isn't there you will do more harm than good so it's far better for them to say uh, to know what your levels are and it's also important for them to know that if you don't know something you will come and ask them before you make a freaking hames of it so yeah be sure and and do that confidently okay uh, which is also why when you put stuff on your CV make sure you know about it and there's also no excuse for not knowing about it uh, get a book uh, if you don't if you can't afford a book get um, download software VMware images or whatever and play with whatever the technology is and it's also cool to say well we didn't use this technology in work but uh, I downloaded this and my test network and played with it for a while they absolutely will love that because that is you taking the initiative and outside of paid hours you're working to, be uh, to better and improve yourself 
Okay, so that is that. I'm looking very much like a weirdo here walking around the heat uh, in the middle of the night talking into an MP3 player. But anyway, we will continue. Uh, where are we now? It can go several places now. Um, and the thing uh, during the whole interview is uh, ideally what you might want to do if you've never done interviews before is uh, have uh, set up a video camera and go in and have uh, ask somebody who has interviewed before to interview you in front of your video camera and you will see that you're fidgeting and you're, you're every time you don't know like uh, you've got nervous tics so you got to try and keep them under control sitting down uh, with your hands folded uh, is fine it's okay to use your hands slightly to give a little bit of expression but don't overdo it with your hands going all over the shop okay um, where are we now yeah the technical questions might get a bit hairy but again uh, they might also ask you stuff where there's no right answer. They might ask you... Uh, now, they will, they will ask you what are trick questions, and you can search the internet for a whole go of trick questions. If you're a HR person, they will guarantee to ask you these. Uh, first of all, what's your worst... Uh, what's your worst... Uh, what's your best quality? Well, my best quality is... Uh, Blad, blad, blad. Make sure you know what it is. Pick, pick a best quality that is your best quality and, and say it. What's your worst quality? Well, now, what's your worst quality is? Well, uh, I like to freaking pick fluff out of my navel in the middle of lunchtime. No, wrong answer. You pick something that is actually a good quality and you turn it so it's a bad quality. For instance, I like, I get sometimes so involved in my projects that I uh, stay too long and uh, work too long on it. Um, or sometimes I get frustrated with people who um, are s slacking off uh, and then, then you must always qualify it. But I'm trying to improve myself. So uh, I found, so with the first example, project management, I found that uh, I've done some project management course and I've found that I'm now slowly improving and that I'm better able to, well project management is a bad one because everybody has to project manage, but, um, okay the other example about team, you say uh, I never have a problem with somebody who's willing to learn, but uh, somebody who's just coming in day in day out uh, with no motivation, s brings down the motivation of the team and you have to try your best to keep the motivation of the team up. Yeah! And you're always a team player, no matter what, and you're always willing to to work on your own if necessary. Okay. Um, where do you see yourself in five years' time? Stupid question. Oh, stupidest question in the whole world. Because any tech person knows that in five years' time, some radical new technology might have come out and completely obliterated off the world. But resist the temptation to smack the person about their face and sit down, come up with some good bullshit answer for that. I'm not going to give you one because mine is patent pending. Um, well, usually I say I want to be a te technical expert in my field, 
is pretty pretty standard answer to that. Sorry there's a freight train going past. Ah yes. There goes all the nuclear waste from Germany. Anyway. Where were we? Yes. Uh, stupid other questions that you can you can be asked. Why do you want to work for us? And that's a simple one. You go down to you you give the real answer, the real question. What was it that about the CV that or about the job application that made you want to apply for the job in the first place? I am desperate is not a good answer. Um, things like you are well known in the community for being a good employer. Uh, see the position here seems exactly it seems to match my skill level uh, I'm looking forward to work and blah 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 whatever whatever's written there you just give them the answer back um, there will be more HRE type questions uh, you you really don't know what, what they can be there's a trend now to ask like completely off the wall uh, you know if you were uh, if you were to meet the, you know who would who in the world would you like to meet most and why okay fine just try not to try not to slap them about the face as i said before and just try to come up with a reasonable answer they will deliberately they're just trying to know if you're going to get panicked under uh under pressure basically they read some hre book and they're trying to impress everybody else but hey we all when you get in the company you're never going to see hr again well, hopefully you're not unless you do something stupid anyway but that's a subject for another podcast okay where are we now um, now uh, after that uncomfortable bit you know you should also get a feel for what their uh, what their the people employing you are like you should also try uh, for yourself um, you know to have a look around the office and then they will say do you like do you have right that's fine and they'll probably go on to explain more about the job and more about the company they will if you have impressed them up up until that point this is where the interview you can tell if the interview has gone well or gone badly if it's gone well they will start telling you about the job and well they'll probably give you a short spiel anyway even if you know in your heart of hearts that you're not ever going to employ you and then they're just going to try and get you out of the building as quickly as possible on the other hand if they really start explaining the job to you in detail and if you have questions about it now is the time to ask them like how many people are in the team um what's the you know if there's something like you do want to work support you know you don't mind working 24 hour support and they haven't asked that you say is there 24 hour support and they go, oh yeah, um, do you mind working 24 hours support? No, not at all, in my previous job, blah, 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 blah. And that's a good point for you. Or they'll say no, uh, and you say, and they will probably go why, and you make sure, if you bring that up, you make sure to explain why that you don't mind. Um, if, they, if they like you, they will probably, if you're thinking about hiring you, they'll probably bring you in to see the factory floor or whatever they're most proud of. Uh, the computer room or uh, I don't know the server under the desk or meet the other people you know quickly walk around the office if they like you if they don't they will give you a quote and then and they'll go off 
Um, they will probably ask you about, do you have any questions? The number one question you should never, ever, ever, ever ask is, how much money is there on this job? Do not ask that. There will be plenty of time in the second interview for all that. You only answer that if they ask. And you start off, the answer to that question is, well, I, um, I, this move for me is more about uh, the position and that it's such an ideally suited position. However, I am currently earning this and I would expect to earn that. And you should know these numbers beforehand going in. Don't bring them up in the first interview again, to reiterate. Do not bring them up um, unless you've been asked to ask the question. Um, now, the next thing is uh, the finish up. Uh, you should have a few questions lined up. If you can't think on your feet or if there's, if there was anything in the interview, if you're not sure whether it's a good question or not, you should have a few, two questions lined up about, uh, about the job. Is there much of that? And make sure that the questions are, are uh, something that is going to, if they, that's going to be positive if they ask you more questions about it. Um, and you should then end off with, well, uh, do you have anything else? Well, just one other thing is, what, what is the next, uh, what is the procedure if I'm lucky enough to get invited for a second interview? What is the procedure? Uh, and then they will explain that to you, that your blog will contact you, blah, 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 blah. You will stand up, you will thank them for their time, uh, shake their hand, they'll escort you to the door, and you go out. And you do not jump into the air, you do not whatever. You're still in the interview until you get uh, a kilometre away from wherever it is. You should act exactly as you would be, nice, calm and collective. and then the first thing you should do is, with the, oh, by the way, your mobile phone off during the interview. Turn it off. Um, then what you should do is, when you have the, uh, when you're that far away, you should pick up the phone. And you should contact the employment agency and speak to them and give them feedback on the interview, how it went, were there some tricky questions, who was in the interview, and all that sort of thing. Um, anything else? That more or less will be the, uh, you should hear back pretty soon, um, or not, however long it takes, and then that should be more or less it for the first interview. If you get called to a second interview, the same rules apply, be there on time, make no, make sure you have your mobile phone off, be dressed correctly. Second interview can go anyway, it can be a very technical interview, it can be with a HR person, uh, it might not even be, it might be just a walk around. Second interview is as much about um, it's as much about them selling their company to you as it is about you wanting to work for them, because now they have shown their hand, they've shown that they're interested in you, and uh, that you're not interested in them. The case may be that uh, for the second interview there may be a short list of people, in which case you do need to continue selling yourself. Um, the technical questions might get harder they might have thought of a lot of questions that they hadn't asked before so all of these things might come up on the other hand you might walk in and it might be walk around, meet the managing director meet the lady in the canteen and don't underestimate those because a lot of 
you a lot of uh, a lot of what are considered to be ancillary workers by most people are may have been there since the company was founded and uh, know more about the company than than uh, anyone else and maybe also asked about to give their opinion of a candidate and I've known people who if the cleaner didn't uh, uh, like the look of the person then they weren't hired so um, anything else I don't know uh, if you are looking for a job and going for other positions remain calm don't panic uh, one thing I've always noticed when you're looking around is if you have a look at the the types of chairs in the meeting room if they're all matching and comfy and honest chairs then yeah it's a company who's got shit together if there's one chair from one type and another chair from another type it might be a more dynamic company uh, or they don't have money or cash to spend on stuff so uh, yeah probably questions that um, questions that you may be allowed to ask would be uh, you should discuss them with your interview or, or your um, with the uh, consultant job consultant beforehand one second two seconds uh, like for instance is there if he's if they say oh this is a great position because there's loads of in-house training and they're very proud of that well then you go is there much training for this job okay well that's my episode of hacker public radio uh, again if somebody has something about modems not when modems just analog uh, ordinary analog modems can you please do an episode and send it in thank you very much and have a nice day Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.